The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Given that we are pretty much peak midsummer, it might be worth getting a little bit nostalgic and looking back at holidays that have been and uh, the ideal summer break because people are falling over themselves to go on holidays. I, I say that in trying to avoid saying to get out of the country, but let's be clear, that's what has been happening in large part. People have been exporting themselves. So for the trip down memory nail, I'm joined by uh, Connor Pope, who is a uh, consumer editor for the Irish Times, and Stephanie Preisner, uh, showrunner and uh, script writer. Have holidays lost, Connor? that jumpers for goalposts, kids in the park, simplicity and joy of ye olden days in favour of high-end theme parks and sun and all that? No. No, they haven't, Anton. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 because of, I was coming on, I started to reminisce about the holidays of my ta- of, ch- of times past. And Looking there, for eels and rock pools. <laughs> Do you know what? There was a, ho- a lot of the jumpers for goalposts thing and there was a lot of very simple holidays because I was a child of the 70s and 80s and very few people in Ireland left the country. In fact, up until I was about 16, I only knew one family who had ever gone on a foreign holiday, right? So we didn't go on foreign holidays. In fact, we only went on about five holidays that I can remember and they were all miserable. And I say that with the greatest of respect to my late parents because they were doing their best. But Sorry for cutting across you. I have to tell you the, the line that Dara Breen said when he was on the show. He said that when he was one of those rare families that got on a foreign holiday yeah. that went to the States and he the said... The States? I know. He said it was like he had been appointed foreign policy advisor <laughs> to the White House because for the rest of his teenage years, any American-related issue, let's go to Darren yeah. and find his Darren's view been, on it. Yeah, yeah no, the, the Mark Nolan was my next-door neighbour and he went to a campsite in Spain and that was the height of exoticism back in the day. But anyway, we, my, my dad, every year our holidays had a certain routine. My dad would pack up the Ford Escort to, like, like just cram everything we owned into the car including a roof rack which would contain a tent and then we would drive to some unpromising sounding location like Boyle or <laughs> Kill Muckridge and my poor dad would put the tent up in the driving rain as we all sat in the car bickering and then we'd all sit in the tent in the driving rain for two weeks and then all we did for fun was we would go for a drive along lonely Roscommon roads shrouded in gloom and then we'd get back to the tent. There was no restaurants because people didn't eat in restaurants in the 70s and 80s so we'd cook at home in the tent and then my poor dad would take down the tent in the driving rain and we'd pack everything back into the car and then the three kids would sit in the back squabbling while the two adults sat in the front smoking cigarettes with the windows rolled up <laughs> and they were the only holidays we had for, the, for, for, for my entire life except once and once just we, we, my parents went on a foreign holiday and it was so exciting because we were your parents went no they took us on oh, a, good, okay. they, they announced that we were going on a, hol- a foreign holiday and, they, and we were so excited and they took us to Nottingham now where else would you take somebody but the murder capital of England for your holidays <laughs> so they, we went to stay with my mother's brother who had probably very casually said oh sure come over and visit us when you get a chance so the five popes decamped to Nottingham we all stayed at, and he, he lived in a small Coronation Street style house so we all lived in one bedroom five of us five years his family were all forced to live in another bedroom there was four of them and we did nothing for the two weeks except one magical day when my dad was big into cricket and he wanted to go to the to see the Middlesex Cricket Club play rain stop play as you can imagine so instead we went to the city ground Nottingham Forest's um, home ground right and we got a tour of Nottingham Forest's ground and it was the year they'd won the, the European Cup so we were getting the tour from some secretary and she was like she wasn't a tour guide and she said would you like to hold the European Cup and like I was like a 10 or 11 year old going 
damn right. So myself and my brother got to hold the European Cup that had been held by George Best and Beckenbauer and Johan Cruyff over our heads. But Anton, do you think there's a photograph to mark the occasion? <laughs> there isn't. Now, you see, this goes to the heart of Stephanie. I think what Connor is getting wrong. Connor is looking for things like photographs. He's looking for things like sunshine. He's looking for things like hotels. And he is missing the joyous simplicity of a family bonding over the purity of spending time together. Is he not? It's uh, like what you've described sounds really, really great. There's a book in it. Like there's a really depressing Andrew's Ashes type book in it. But um, my holidays, we didn't go on, 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 on a holiday abroad until I was more into like late primary school, early secondary school. Um, But every summer, I just remember this feeling like when the bell would go on the last day of school, this sort of like limitless freedom that you would feel. And then the next day, a man would pick me up (laughs) from my house and bring me to my grandmother in Wexford where I would spend my entire summer. He was not a strange man. He was a man who worked for um, my, my uncle who... Maybe open with that the next time. <laughs> yes, yes. So this man would arrive, and I would arrive down to Core Town, where my grandmother um, would have real lobsters, like climbing around the. Like she would have picked them up from the from from the. I suppose from the pier and like had them like climbing around in buckets and they'd have these little um, elastic bands on their pincers. Now this wasn't every day. We didn't have lobster every day but there were certainly lobster races that we had. And uh, then all of the kids from you know Fox Rock to Finglas like that were all it was always dubs that were there and they'd all have their little jerseys and it, there was no jumpers for goalposts but there was sort of like roll your jumper under your well, head because you, you have to lie goes, down I think there is something in this which is that I think Connor has attributed to an entire generation what might just be the poor decision making of his parents they didn't have to go to Boyle no, well, or Nottingham. Uh, or Nottingham, or <laughs> Kilmockridge. Wexford was available. Lobsters, Connor. It was Lobsters. so sunny. Do you know what? It probably wasn't. That's just a false memory syndrome that you have, that you think your, your holidays... Oh, I have false memory syndrome. <laughs> and you. No, no, and to be fair to the places we went, like the place in Boyle, Lockheed Forest Park, is a great campsite. It's still up and running now. It's a great campsite. Lockheed's lovely. Yeah, but like I said, they were on promising sounding locations. It was just that the weather was unfortunate. And funnily enough, I did a piece for the Irish Times magazine a couple of weeks back and I, I spoke to people who are really into home camping now. And as I was talking to these guys and th- th- these men and women, I realised the Pope's just got it entirely wrong. Because what we did at the time was we, we based our entire holiday around the fact that hopefully we'll get good weather. And that's not what you do. What you do is you just ignore the weather and you do whatever it is um, that, that, that you want to do, regardless of the weather. So if it's going to be lashing rain, you go swimming or you go kayaking when the weather doesn't matter. And then, you know, you, you, you build... That's the, a fine point. The, the weather into your holiday, but you don't wait for the, the, the like. I all my memories are of my poor dad standing looking at the horizon like Rommel or like <laughs> Eisenhower on D Day, going, "I think I see a blue sliver in the sky up on the horizon," and then we go, "Oh God, the sun is coming! The sun is coming!" And then we'd all go out and play. But the other thing is, and it's worth pointing out that like Stephanie sounds hugely privileged with her lobsters and her. Court town holidays, like when court town I, holidays were privileged. <laughs> when, I, when, like, when we weren't going on holiday, we, we, I lived in Cork and Galway as a child. That's where I grew up, and we only had one television channel, right? So we didn't have any telly to watch. That's not my privilege. This is so, a generational thing. I also grew up in Cork. We also had we had multi channel. So multi channel, multi channel. That was the thing that people in Dublin had. So the only thing that we, the only the the the, the, the another. You know, undying memory of my childhood summer holidays was uh, Wimbledon not because I was into tennis I was any good at tennis but the telly was on 
during the day. So it meant that you could watch the television at one o'clock in the afternoon. So then we'd all watch the tennis and we'd all be really into tennis. And then we'd all end up playing tennis on the street. And then sometimes, because I was Billy Nomates for a lot of the time, oh, I'd just be playing tennis this is against starting, a wall. This is starting to turn into a counselling <laughs> session. For I was, I'm, sorry, go on. Can I'm, I ask a question, Stanley? Yes. Whatever about the, the, the relatively bleak experiences of holidays of the past, what makes for a good holiday? What has been your best experience of a holiday? What do you think? And do you think people aim for the wrong thing? I don't love holidays. So I don't know that that's the best answer, but I don't love, I I like a routine. I don't like to rest. I don't like to, I like to sort of know, okay, we're going to go here and on this day we're going to do this thing and then we're going to eat here and we're going to go here. So I'm not a great holiday companion. A few of my friends have been like, you know, we're all going to go to Ibiza you're not going to come because we're going to go with the flow and you find that really difficult. And I'm glad that they can acknowledge that we're different types of people. The best holidays I've had are when I'm going to somewhere that I know already. That's not, I don't, I'm not adventurous and I know exactly what it's going to be like and I'm going to... Wexford. (laughs) (laughs) I have been to certain places, but I will do a lot of research like... uh, we go to Portugal a fair amount because we've been there. We go to the same house. I eat at the same restaurants. I, I'm not adventurous at all. I don't really like the beach. Sand doesn't feel great, so I prefer pools. Um, and, you know, it sounds awful, but like I'll still tune into like Irish radio. I'll still try. From it. Portugal? Yeah. I, Will you take any Irish food with you? Do you? No, I you don't. don't pack the tea bags or any of that. No, I don't. And I once went on holidays. Well, it wasn't a holiday. It was we were. I was going to learn German before my leaving cert with a girl, and there was another girl who came to the same school from Poland, and she packed sandwiches. Like she packed pre-made sandwiches for the first several days to a week, so that she had her lunches made from Poland. Yeah, the end of that week was a bit rough. <laughs> oh, right. She says mustard oh. doesn't go stale. <laughs> Yeah, but bread sure does. <laughs> Connor, ideal holiday. Well, actually, I mean, I, sp- I I invest a lot of time and effort and money into my holidays for my kids now, and I think one of the most important things that you can you can get when it comes to a holiday is I just want to create happy memories for them because I don't want them to be sitting in some radio studio <laughs> in thirty years time going. So what we did, right? So we go on Nottingham. A, God go, damn Nottingham. We go funnily enough, and it's almost <laughs> like the full circle because all our holidays now are basically based around campsites, campsites in Europe. So we go to places like this, this is Spain, Portugal, France, Italy, uh, always book with the likes of Eurocamp. And I'm not just saying random plug, but I think it's really important that, that you know, you, that you you book with it with a with an agency based in this country. And COVID has shown us that because when things go wrong, because the holiday I'm going on this year, I actually booked in 2019 for 2020, rolled it over to 2021. Now it's 2022. And with I'm, no financial penalty. No financial right? wow. penalty. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm literally counting down the seconds till we go on the holiday. And so are my kids. Because, But the camping holiday is brilliant because A, it's outdoors. The enti- Your entire life is spent outdoors. B, there's no telly. Now there's a telly in the caravan and I'm not like talking about a Bear grill style camping holiday here. There's a telly in the caravan but nobody ever watches it. The pools are nearby. The beaches, I love the beaches, are within walking distance. And what happens is that for the two weeks it's just me, my family, living outdoors, and it's just amazing. Do you not find the hassle of going on holidays? There's a there's a, a, a Louis C.K. joke where he describes he, he, the the joke says that he and his uh, wife and kids they load up the car and he gets everything in and he puts everything in the boot and then he gets the kids into the seats and then he gets the stuff on top of the roof rack and then he gets the car ready and then he find, and finally he closes the door after his wife gets into the car and he walks around the car and that's his vacation. <laughs> Is there not an element of that with camping where you think? Oh, this is a lot of hassle and I'm effectively doing it to look after the kids and keep them entertained. Absolutely not. 
No, no, no. I would completely disagree with that. I think the, 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 the and I think only, and no disrespect, but I think people who say that are people who've never experienced the joys of a camping holiday because it is the best holiday. And apart from anything else, because you're living on a little street of caravans and whatever, all of the kids on the street get to play and they get to recreate the life that I had as a child, in Boyle. when we were all <laughs> not no, when we were when we were all playing out on the street, and we all had our friends, and we were knocking into our neighbours and stuff, and that's the kind of stuff that you don't get in modern Ireland. So it it it, it but it, it becomes exclusively about all of us doing this thing together. And my my aim of it is to give them the happy memories that, to be fair, I do actually have of my holidays. And I think for comic effect, I might have made it seem like they were more (laughs) miserable than they were. But actually, I do. I'm entirely indebted to my parents for taking me on those holidays. Is it just, is it a a sense that it is, it it wouldn't be appropriate to say, how come neither of you have mentioned the kind of five-star you know, going to the Seychelles or Mauritius, Prosecco in the morning brought to you by somebody in a waiter. Because it's just not what I think summer... Like, that's maybe fine for a honeymoon or something where you're trying to be... uh, trying to have notions for Instagram. But actually, what... Connor is saying there, like, as a child particularly, it was that sort of freedom of knocking into the caravan next door to a child that you met yesterday being like, do you want to come and collect Pokemon cards with me? Or whatever Mm. the thing was. That... Those are the those are the things you remember. Yes, it's nice to get into a bed that has a chocolate on the pillow, but like you're not going to remember I've that. I've never understood that. I have never. The one thing I do not want chocolate when I'm on getting, the pillow. It's like I've just brushed my teeth. <laughs> no, no, no. You eat Why it before you brush your but teeth. But then I'm not going into bed. Why do I want it in the pillow? Put it somewhere else. And like if it's on the table, you go. That's a logical place for. Them. Why would you put it on the pillow? I'm quite fond of the old five-star holidays myself and I, <laughs> I do like the chocolate on the pillow. But I went to a place once in Portugal, I can't remember the name of it now, but they, they, they didn't just have chocolates on the pillows, they had rose petals in the toilet bowl. Weird. And I thought, you know what, that's <laughs> elevating it to a whole new level. Floating in, the floating in the toilet bowl. And I thought initially, oh my God, somebody's just spilled <laughs> a, a vegetable <laughs> had an accident. <laughs> but it was every day, there was more flower petals. Wow. So it was just like, that wow, that's, that's an attention to detail that we don't need. I can't let you go without um, going back to your area of expertise, that being the cost of stuff. The kind of hollier that you're describing, a Euro camp styled thing. Are they expensive? No. I mean, they're they're not cheap, uh, but you'd probably get two weeks on a campsite in Europe in a nice caravan for about 2,000, 2,400 euros. Now that's 1,200 euros a week. But that, that covers... include flights? No, no, but that covers four, that covers an, you know, five, a family of five. You try and get a hotel in... Ireland for five people for two weeks. Well, some of the Irish hotel prices are extraordinary at the moment. They really are. And like, you know, and the thing is, we all had sympathy for the tourism sector because it was on its knees for two years as a result of COVID. But I think they've (laughs) eaten all the sympathy. A lot of the sympathy is gone. Now, it's, you could say, oh, well, it's the same thing happening all over Europe. I don't think the rest of Europe has seen the, the price hikes that we've seen and I think I don't think people have the stomach for it Well I was doing a bit of work that had me in a, in a three star hotel there a couple of weeks ago and out of curiosity I looked at what the room rate was and they were charging 400 euro a night for three star yeah. you think if you're coming over from America and you're dropping what's the equivalent of 480 dollars a night you expect some fairly high le- and three star ain't it No no 100% and that's the b- big problem and, and then of course if, if, you, if, you, if you've got a family of two adults and two kids you probably need two bedrooms so <laughs> instead of spending 400 euros a night you're spending 800 euros a or night Or you could go to your friend in Nottingham and put them all in their own one bedroom and you could use their other bedroom Worked for us <laughs> Yeah sure did <laughs> Stephanie Preisner Connor Pope thank you very much The Anton Savage Show Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk